This is In Tune, the podcast where musicians tell the stories behind their sound. In this episode of In Tune San Francisco, we hear rapper, producer, and writer Afterthought talk about what home means to him, specifically in his neighborhood, the Fillmore District. He shares with us the importance of fostering a creative community and representing an authentic city in his music. If you hear a song you like, check out the episode description for links to Afterthought's art. Wait, are we recording? Yeah, so I'm Afterthought. People call me Aft. Sometimes people call me Jake. Sometimes people call me Jackson. But I'm Afterthought. That's my name. It's your boy Afty. Reporting live from San Francisco, California. As a word, a lot of times our best thoughts are afterthoughts. In like discussions of things or whatever, like I'll always be like, fuck, I should have said that. That's like a hella good point. Those are my best thoughts and I feel like that's true of a lot of people. Personally, I'm adopted, went through foster care. So like that was an insult that people called me like, oh, like you're just afterthought. On the schoolyard, that was like a way that kids would like make fun of me. That was a word that they would say to make fun of me. When I was thinking about reclaiming words and like that's like super cool if it's done really authentically. And that's what I want my music to be about. Reclaiming the parts of me that were like hurt. I guess afterthought is like reclaiming that pain and like being who I needed when I was younger, which is like a phrase that is said a lot around me that resonates. So like be the person that you needed when you were younger. part of this organization called You Speaks, which is local to the Bay Area. And I did spoken word and hip hop classes at The Mix, which is in San Francisco's main library branch, which is downtown right across from City Hall. And I also like competed in spoken word competitions. And that was definitely like also for me, a big part of growing up. They said, you do you, but for me that wasn't true. See, I was compared to a primate to be told I was worse than. To be a CP, aka colored person. Determined but immersing a culture not his own. From his own family, he felt disowned. To be adopted, feel unwanted. Family departed, disheartened as an outcast regarded. And also insight into unifying, like there were kids from schools similar to mine, and there were also kids from schools very different from mine. There were kids who like were football players and there were kids who were skaters and there were kids who were like druggies, you know what I mean? Like there were there were all different kinds of kids doing spoken word. And I think there's more of that than there is less of that. And I think that's something I try and reflect in my music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People have the power because the power is within. 
Power to my people, suppose cowards in their sin. Waiting on no miracle, it's me and my kinfolk. And my kinfolk, we've been, know that we've been foes. Never break out. Any box, yeah, we break out. Elevate, never change up. After that, still the same, bro. Goofy pose. I am raised in San Francisco, pretty much born in San Francisco. My birth family is from LA. So I have ties to LA, but my whole life is in San Francisco. I love the whole city. I genuinely mean that. Like, I love its flaws. I love the black neighborhoods, the, the hoods or whatever. But I was first raised in Petro Hill and then I moved to the Fillmore. I very much like claim the Fillmore district, uptown Fillmore specifically, which is further west of Fillmore or Fillmore to Divisadero. They used to be Masonic, but that's pretty gentrified now. When I think about home, I don't just think about my neighborhood, but when I talk about where I'm from, I'll be specific. You know, so I'm from Fillmore, I'm from Scott Street, right by the Popeyes. Growing up in the Fillmore um, definitely shaped my identity and made me who I am as an artist and as a person, like looking up to all the music history in my neighborhood and, and also all the like activism in my neighborhood. Initially growing up, I did a lot of jazz music where I was really interested in jazz. In the 50s, 60s, 70s, Fillmore was like the hub of Bay Area jazz. There's all the murals and placards of like, oh, Billie Holiday played here, Nina Simone played here. And a lot of that, unfortunately, due to gentrification and other kind of landlord tactics, a lot of those murals have been torn down. You could still see some of them. There's a really cool one on Divisa Darrow and Ellis in the church parking lot. It says Harlem of the West. I think it's Louis Armstrong and Dizzy Gillespie and Billie Holiday. And then there's one in what's now called Hayes Valley. It used to be Banneker Homes. And it's Nina Simona and Louis Armstrong. So just like walking around and like looking at those murals, you know what I mean? And looking at all those people that played. And obviously the film art, the venue. The Fillmore, you know, hosted lots of shows, jazz shows, and also like other San Francisco movements, Santana, Grateful Dead. As I started growing older, I started getting more into rap. See, this is my city, I rise. I come and go like the tide. No ebb and flow on my mind. Now sit down, nigga, and watch me go. There's this parking lot. It's where 4505 Barbecue is now, but it used to be like just kind of like a grimy barbecue spot and parking lot. And like all of the rap videos in 2008 and 2009 were shot there. So watching those videos on like the library computer, artists like San Quinn, Big Rich, RBL Posse, they're from Hunters Point. They're super dope. Cosmo, Burner, just like the way they talked about city life and the way they talked about what they were going through resonated with me very authentically. And definitely is a sound I try and bring to my music. And also, I think more importantly, as a holistic artist, not just in the music, the way that they evolved for me is, is super powerful. Big Rich like leads Project Level, an outreach program for youth. So I was a part of that when I was younger. All of their kind of outreach that they did as artists growing, I think was really cool on the local level. 
and really inspiring. So they weren't just rappers and they weren't just like larger than life. They were actually giving back to the community. This year is kind of collab season for me. Each song I'm releasing is a collaboration with another artist. So that's kind of been interesting, especially because a lot of them are not here in San Francisco. But in terms of moving forward with my music and visually representing San Francisco, one of my biggest songs, Coming Home, it's a story of me coming home to the city. We used to bump up while we rolled way up north side, that's the show. Yeah, we coming back home. Yeah. That has a video that touches on the whole city. So it's just various places. It's my song, obviously, Arun's song also, and then the director, Sebastian. So it's kind of all of our stories. And we all kind of chose locations that were important to us. But I think that, you know, obviously from marketing standpoints, you want to have like shots of things people might recognize and things like that. People like shooting videos at the Golden Gate Bridge. I don't hang out at the Golden Gate Bridge. I don't <laughs> hang out at Coit Tower. So for that video specifically, we're in places very recognizable, probably to native San Franciscans that maybe aren't that recognizable to others. And I think that that's like kind of a new thing in San Francisco music that has existed in hip hop for a long time that makes those regular places landmarks. The world's obsession with Brooklyn and like specifically like Flatbush or whatever. And this is in no way like disrespectful to Brooklyn, but those places aren't cool in the way where it's like, they're not tourist attractions, they're just residential neighborhoods. I lived in Brooklyn and Crown Heights and um, Bed-Stuy where Biggie Smalls and Jay-Z are from. They're just neighborhoods, they're just regular neighborhoods with houses and apartment buildings and low-income housing. And obviously like there's some cool shit going on. There's cool shit going on everywhere. The reason people are so obsessed is because like people or like specifically like Biggie Smalls, Jay-Z, Fabulous, all those people like they created this image of like, we're, we're dope. You guys are not as dope as us, you know? And so I think for the first time, San Francisco has a potential to kind of do that. So I think that's something I think about when I'm shooting videos and, and showcasing the city is like, how can I showcase an authentic city that also just isn't made up. Coming Home video has, I think we, we shot 17 locations. 10 of them are in the video. I won't share them all, but you know, we tried to get as much of the city as possible, actually be with folks who, who like be in those places. Probably my favorite shot in the whole video is in Ninth and Judah Donut World. Yeah. Just like kind of kind of places like that that like might be just entirely random to a person, but if you see it, you know it. You're like, oh, that's so fucking sick. I'm transitioning now back to kind of my solo stuff. And then I have my joint project with a room 
It's called Divisadero. It's named after the 24 Divisadero, which is a bus in San Francisco that runs through the city, cross town. We're thinking about how to represent, you know, especially during COVID, like buses and, and how the buses kind of connect the city and everything. So we're, we're starting to think about visuals for that and kind of how we want to represent the city and be authentic to ourselves as like, you know, kids went to like affluent private schools and like not discounting that, you know what I mean? Because that's also a part of our lives and also a part of the city. A lot of my writing when I was younger was on buses, like on public transportation, Muni um, or BART on my way to somewhere. And so when I write about home, I kind of take myself back to those spaces and just like looking out the window and like thinking of my surroundings. With coming home, like that to me is what purest love means. You just look out the window and you see like something really pure and you're like, I love that. That's beautiful. When I'm riding on the bus, I also just take things that are happening. So I was writing the coming home version. Someone was rolling a backwood and, you know, they cut the wood and it spilled on the ground. And I was like, oh, like, you know, raw and uncut. It's raw and uncut like a backwood blunt. Yes, love. I guess I'm going home. And I was like, raw and uncut is also like how I would describe pure love or like genuine love. Bars like it's raw and uncut like a backwood blunt. Yeah, so just kind of like taking things from surroundings, I feel like is the best way to write a song about a place and a space. We all in the same place. We are in the same place. Yes, the same place, which is a collab with my bro, Kari, who's from New York, but the beat that he made is very West Coast to me. The intent of the song was we are here and and we are like a product of the people that came before us. The chorus goes like, I keep it low key, learn from the OGs, talk with the homies, give love how they showed me. I keep it low key, learn from the OGs, talk with the homies, give love how they show me. We all in the same place. Throw a hand out, we all elevate. So that's kind of just like a reflection of that we're all in the same place and we always need to recognize that. Like I said, I went to private school and I went to urban and I grew up with kids who did not go to private school and very much lived different life or whatever. And I guess when you're in sixth grade, seventh grade or whatever, before you start swearing and, you know, you say hecka instead of hella. And it's like all my friends said that or everyone like is just trying to drink in the park or whatever. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like my urban friends were drinking in Alta Plaza and my spoken word friends were drinking in McLaren Park. But everyone was doing the same thing. And so I think that same place for me is like it's not dismissal of like privilege and identity, but it's just like realizing that we are in the same place and we are very similar in our like values and makeup in a lot of ways, especially when you're talking about people from the city whose families are from the city or, or, you know, were raised in the city or have lived in the city for a long time. You know, we all have a connection to the city. 
Pull strings, push pennies, leave niggas' pockets empty. One percent they stay wealthy and healthy. It's all wrapped in one. I got a blunt rap slapping so much fun. Word to the OGs and all my young thugs. And it's hot in these streets. I know people keep in touch. Look at the news, it ain't safe, it ain't love. So we back to the same rap, back to the same space. Where we all fight each other tough just to save face. Don't take a moment just to see we in the same I think place. that there's these activities that we as kids participate in that allow us to mingle with people. And I think those things are also like really important and, and kind of like essential to a city's livelihood. So like I said, Spoken Word was the community I was a part of where I saw, you know, a diverse range of kids coming from the city. I think skating is a huge one where, you know, my friends who skate are friends with anyone else who skates really. I think basketball is, is something like that. But I think that those are really important in like unifying the family of the city, you know, I mean, the community of the city. I need to think bigger than myself, cosmos, cosmos of sorrows, my soul that wallows deep in the grottoes of pain, I wallow. Freedom I preach, pinnacles I reach, affluent speech is time that I teach. Educational, motivational, I'm waiting though. The army is loading up, so prepare, and the revolution is coming, so beware. I'm fighting for those who genuinely care. And for those the revolution is coming, so beware. I just have to make my irrational thoughts action. I can see them right there. I'm fighting for those with no voice, no air. For those the revolution is coming, and others beware. My revolution is coming in the form of self-care. Today, Afterthought is living in the Fillmore, making music full-time. He's producing mostly R&B, while also focusing on music videos and live shows that showcase the places and people he loves in San Francisco. Family First 2, a sequel to the original 2019 Family First album, will come out in April. So be sure to follow the user it's underscore aft on Instagram to hear about his latest releases and appreciate his amazing art. Thanks for listening to episode one of In Tune. Next week, the Bay Area Americana folk trio, the T-Sisters, describe the ever-changing role of womanhood and feminism in the genre, and how they've both struggled with and celebrated their identities on and off the stage. I'm Abby Walker, and this is In Tune.